You're listening to Mixed, Tapes, Feelings, and Drinks. Holland and Nick talk with their close friends about songs that are dear to them. We dig into these songs to help add more meaning and overall enjoyment to their listening experience. All of course while enjoying some sublime mixed drinks that we made ourselves. Because we're in quarantine. Hello, Holland. What's up, Nick? How are you in these uh, quarantine times? I'm actually doing fantastic. I love being alone. (laughs) 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 Which maybe isn't healthy, but I love it. I've been cooking, I've been gardening, I've been spring cleaning. You've been doing home projects? Home projects. I've been karaoke and having dance parties by myself. What? I'm, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm actually like, that actually brings me a lot of comfort knowing that you're okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> like, out of all my friends, like, I know people are struggling, but like, I just know, like, but Holland's fine. She's, <laughs> she's <laughs> living her life right now somehow. She's a hermit. She's good. <laughs> Yeah, she's good. I know she's good. Uh, what drink did you make for yourself today? Oh, do we have to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is mixed drinks. What do you, what do you got? <laughs> I did not make a drink. I just grabbed a Natty Light from the fridge. <laughs> oh, you didn't even put anything in it? Not like no, a, like, no. Straight up strawberry lemonade, natural light beer. <laughs> Oh, okay. Man. <sighs> Feeling okay. a little lazy today. I am channeling my inner redneck, so. Okay, sounds good. Nick, what did you make? I made a, uh, what does this look like to you? We're doing a Zoom call right now. Oh, I can't even see anyone's faces. I only, I'm on my iPad, so I only see the screen that you're sharing. I can't even see your face. I made a vodka cranberry. That's all I need to know. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, Holland, today is a special episode, not only because we're quarantined and doing a mixed episode from our own homes, but we're also doing a a specific band-centric episode, and that band today is Death Cab for Cutie. It's going to be a good one. And our first guest we have is Levi Simmons, straight from Murray, Kentucky. Hello, Levi. Hey, how's it going? (laughs) so nice to be able to have our first uh national guest international national no kentucky we're not international we're a commonwealth (laughs) (laughs) our first red state guest (laughs) uh he actually was born in california yeah i don't know why you tell us about yourself you were born in california (laughs) oh man I was born in San Diego, California in 1987. That's a good year. Mm. Mm. And then when I was nine, moved over to Western Washington. And then I grew up around the Gig Harbor, Port Orchard area for until I was like 20, 24, something like that. Had a brief stint in Florida. Western Washington was 
that's like my stomping grounds, I guess. Nice. But your formative years was in Port Orchard, right? <laughs> yes. That's when uh, you were predominant. Nick. Nick is trying uh-huh. to say <laughs> he was in your formative years. <laughs> he was a formative <laughs> part of your life. The, the years that mattered, right, Levi? <laughs> What's that? Uh, you're, you're breaking up, Nick. I can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. You know, I didn't even, like, ask you if you wanted to talk about this band. You were just, like, the first person that came to my mind. I was like, uh, when Holland and I were like, let's do Death Cap for Cutie episode. And I was like, I have a person already in my mind. <laughs> and it's Levi Simmons. Yeah. He's absolutely. the one that's going to be talking about him. How, what is your relationship with this band? I think I came in a little bit later. I feel I have this feeling deep within myself where I'm like, I'm one of the original listeners. But like <laughs> I came in like New Year was the first song that I'd ever heard. And it was actually, I think, one of the it was the new one of the new year. Um, like they had like the, the Space Needle and like their fireworks going on. And it was the show. And then they played New Year um, on TV. And I was like, what this band? I think like, oh, I'd heard this, I think, before. Like, Oh, you saw them live in Seattle first? Like, that's how you were introduced to them? No, it was, um, no, it was just on TV that I had, that I had seen them. My brother had oh. seen them live, and, and he, had, he had been around the block musically. So he, he had listened to them. And so I was, like, kind of integrated into them, like, like more, more around the time that I was, like, I guess, 14, 15, like around 2000, 2001, maybe. And um, they were my first band that I ever got to see live at the Paramount. Oh, that's so cool. I saw them just a few years ago at the Paramount. So 2000. Really, really good. Yeah. 2005, they would have been Transatlanticism would have been like their latest album, which released in 2003. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. Plans. Did they play plans? Uh, I don't know if they played any plans songs during that show. Interesting. Not that I remember, at least. But I mean, maybe I'll have to ask Charlie because he was there with me. Yeah. So you started listening to them around that time or the year before? No, probably, probably around like 2002. I started to get into them. I went on to YouTube. I remember. Mm-hmm. And so it was that whole like transatlanticism era that they were, it was like in the height of it. They're on it big time. <clears throat> yeah. I feel like transatlanticism, I'm pronouncing that wrong. Transatlanticism. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that album to me, like, you know, some bands have like their like album where you feel like they gone like mainstream, but it's still such a really good album. To me, that mm-hmm. was like plans and transatlanticism. More, I guess, more so plans because Soul Meets Body was on the radio all the time. Mm-hmm. I'll follow you into the dark was like so big. It still is now. Yeah, like that's what he like. Ben Gibbard just did like a live show on, I don't know, like a bunch of different platforms, and like he, uh, like that was one of the most like that was like the third most requested song that like people wanted him to play was i'll follow you into the dark well if you had to pick uh your first song that you that you could talk about levi what song do you want to listen to uh i guess title and registration 
I think that's the song that made me fall in love with Beth Cap. It was a catchy tune, and at the time I was a very angsty teenager, and the lyrics spoke to me. I really like the lyrics um, when my was it when my taillights fading east to find myself a better life. I would always imagine myself growing up, going east, driving east to find myself a better life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, now that I'm older, that's exactly what I did. When I got older, I actually went and did it. That's awesome. Weird mm-hmm. goals. <laughs> nice drink you got there what are you drinking right now this is called an irish 
trash can. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, oh shoot! Is it overflowing? Mm-hmm. Oh man! So this is a half shot of rum, blue curacao, peach schnapps, triple sec. Oh my gosh! And gin. <laughs> <laughs> And then I see you just. So it turns out, it turns out very blue. And then you dump a a, a Red Bull can in there, <laughs> and then it mixes up real nice, and it like gets you a nice uh, blue green looking. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. But um. Yeah, it's it's nice. I I like it. So I came up with like a couple different drinks that I was gonna do. I was like, what am I gonna make for this mm-hmm. face? That launched a thousand shots. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So if you don't know Levi, this is Levi. <laughs> this is his life. <laughs> he loves wordplay and puns. That's just his life. <laughs> um, I was gonna do a Manhattan iced tea. Hmm. Uh, and then your line, you were supposed to say, but Levi, isn't that supposed to be called a Long Island iced tea? And then I was going to say, well, those are just different names for the same thing. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, here we go. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I was... <laughs> oh, you had another one. <laughs> and then I, well, no, 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 it's not a pun, but I was like, it would be, it'd be funny if I just drank champagne from a paper cup. <laughs> <laughs> So those were so those were my drink my drink choices. I ended up going with a drink called Kaleidoscope, which I made and drank before the podcast started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and so I'm like, I need another drink. I, I remember when you were younger, I told you I really liked that song, and you had a reaction. You were like, "No, that's my song." Like <laughs> you don't know. It's like you can't. You're you, not allowed to like it. Yeah. It was essentially Sorry. like you. No, 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 no. It's not bad. It was funny. It was like <laughs> you were like kind of gatekeeped it though. You're like that's that's the song I listen to when I'm in my zone. Like when I listen, I listen to it when I'm skateboarding. That's just like my song. I'm like all right, all right, all right. I don't know. I was I was kind of thinking about that myself too, though, because it's like listening listening to Death Cab. I've never been like a pretentious person. Um, growing up until I started listening to Death Cab <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to music. Um, but it's weird though, because it's like there's a feeling that you get when it was an age of like growing up in 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 an age that gained any traction. Oh. Um but like now that you know there is the internet, it's like it's easier for a band to like kind of like, hey, you know, like here we are type of thing. But like for those for those of who like find the band, like an indie band, it's interesting um, because we have a feeling that we've stumbled upon something that's so great. It's almost <laughs> like a like, like a hidden gem, right? Mm-hmm. And we almost feel this need that we have to like protect our music. Mm-hmm. But like, at what length will we go to like try to protect our music? We like stake our claim in a song or a band. We almost yeah. like mentally scold others who find it and who enjoy it. 
because we mm. feel like they don't enjoy it as much as we do. Yeah. Type of thing. Ooh, uh, that's but so like that's that was like the feeling that we had with Death Cab. So it was hard, I think. Yeah. Do you still- it's so ironic because in like being selfish with it, you would keep them from like getting the recognition that they deserve. But just because like you want it to be yours, you may not like um, spread it as much. It's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But you don't feel that way anymore, do you? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> why do we protect our music? Why do we get pretentious about other people listening to the music that we enjoy and and, and, and having like enjoyment from it? Why do we get I so angry? It's like a like a fear thing. I think it's fear motivated that they're not gonna appreciate it in the same way or I don't know. That's that would be my guess. As it kind of like they're taking it at face value. I'm not taking it at face value. I'm like adding a lot more meaning to it when it's just like they don't. Yeah. Like what you were all essentially saying the same thing. It's no, no one's going to love you more than I do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the number one fan. (laughs) Or maybe it's like a control thing. Like you want them to have this perfect experience with it. You want them to go to the concert and, feel like all the things that you were feeling or hear the lyrics and process it in the same way that you do. Um, because you feel like your experience with it is so special and it couldn't get better than that. We want to bond over something and we're afraid that it's, it's not going to be the same. Mm -hmm. I think we are looking for some common ground though, but we want it to be like exactly the same common ground. Yeah. So what are, what are some, can you guys um, conjure up any, any cherished uh, nostalgic memories associated with Death Cab songs? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, one time I told a friend that I really liked Thailand Registration and he told me, no, that's his song. <laughs> yeah, I remember that too. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Um, I had that memory of being at Mary Moore Park. I think that was the third time I saw Death Cab. And we heard two songs. <laughs> and then crazy lightning storms started rolling in and someone got up on the stage and was like, hey guys, we're going to ask you to get in your cars. You can hang around if you want and we might be able to reopen or you can go and we'll reschedule. Mm. And they never ended up um, opening it back up. But we got in our car and we drove to this field that was really close by. And it was, uh, it was like one of those fields where they fly model airplanes. So there was this little structure that was undercover and we stood under there and like away from the rain, but just had the best view of the lightning storm and hung out for probably an hour and just watched the lightning storm roll in. And I think we even, I think we just played death cab songs from our car. (laughs) Death Cab into cool. the evening. And I wasn't too bothered because I had seen them before and it was just a fun memory. There's so many there's so many Death Cab songs and they're they're all generally like sadder songs. Mm-hmm. But there's like varying degrees of of the sadness or the melancholy that it portrays. You could pick a song, you could pick a different uh, Death Cab song and cling to it depending on the circumstance that you're going through at that moment. Mm -hmm. Like if you're feeling lonely, 
if the weather is bad, think you you've gotten dumped. Maybe your friends are mad at you. Or if the, if there's drama, if your job sucks, you could find a new song that you can identify with on a regular basis. Mm. Maybe maybe one that you've never even like. You could like search through and find one that you've never really like. Oh wow, this song I've never really paid any attention to, but like it's speaking to me now. Or you could choose one that you've clinged to in the past and you're like, yeah, like this is when this one gets me right now. You can connect with it in so many different ways. Yeah, definitely. It's, so Death Cab, I think, is like a really cool band in that respect. Yeah, I agree with that. Levi, for you, um, do you listen to music? Is it a when you're listening to music, is it a social thing or is it more of a, a personal um, like fulfillment? I think it's very, I think it's personal. Like I've made a, I make playlists based off of um, what I want in the future. <laughs> these <Ooh. days. laughs> Like, huh. like I've made, this is going to be like, this is going to be like a JW rant right now, but like <laughs> I've, I've made a playlist called SKE by the beach where I, I have the goal of going to SKE, which is in Florida, which is by the beach. So I've made a, a playlist completely, completely um, with with like beach and like garage band type music because it reminds me of the. I imagine like the future. I, I like never imagine like the past and like what I've gone through in the past. But I always like, hey, like this would be a cool scenario to find myself in in the future. Interesting. Maybe that kind of plays into our possessiveness <laughs> of music that we find, since it is more of a personal thing to you. You're not really, it's not like you're bonding. Well, I guess you are. You still, you can still bond with people over the music you listen to, but um, it means more to you on a personal level. Might be. Levi, I know the next song you wanted to play is No Joy in Mudville. Uh, why do you like this song? Because it, it picks up real hard, like for a second, but it's enough to be like, this is nice. <laughs> but it's like so chill and, and like, and, and it's just like a soothing song to like kind of have in the background. And then like when it picks up, notice it. And then you're kind of glad that you notice it type of, type of deal. What does it make you think of? <sighs> um... Thinking of a situation where things are going well and then things don't start going well in that situation, like a real life past situation where you're mad that it didn't go well, but then you move past it and you're like, that's fine. That's just part of growing up. Last night I dreamt. and attitude Such a pose I could simply not hold Through days in a northern town That I had once called a home And your studies of friendship 
I'll listen to that one when I'm feeling sad. Uh, <laughs> wait, why are you laughing? I'm going to favorite it so I can listen to it later. Yeah. When I'm, I'm sad. I'm going to add that to my a playlist. I'm going to add it to my Wallow playlist. <laughs> Ooh. A lot of good. What album was that on again? We have all the facts. We're voting yes. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of good songs on that one, actually. I would I would recommend listening to that one. Title track is really good. Yeah, that's it. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a really good album. Yeah. Why haven't we done that sooner, Nick? Huh? It's, Why haven't we done that sooner? Oh, Sad Boys playlist? I don't know. <laughs> Holland just watched me make a Sad Boys playlist on Spotify. Yeah, I don't know why we haven't done that. It makes sense. I think that's that's an example though of them like being like more raw. Yeah. Um as opposed to polished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so too. I think so. I think uh I never really listened to you can play these songs with chorus, but I know the photo album to me is a lot more raw. Um yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean it's not like it's still like uh very well done it's but it does just feel like they're harder i don't know we could be wrong too we haven't really listened to the newer albums <laughs> it's like they're it's like they're donkeys you know it's like ogres ogres have layers but donkeys <laughs> are right out there they're right there they're right out there on their sleeves yes they're like donkeys <laughs> Uh, so Levi, was there any like closing thoughts that you would like to share about this band? Um, I'm glad at where they are right now. Um, they're doing really great things. I, I enjoy that Ben Gibbard is still creating and, you know, doing things. He does things like by himself as a solo project and he does things with the band and, that's really cool. I always looked up to that guy. I still do because I feel like he's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's pre- I don't know. Yeah, it's just- that was good. You got to say a lot during the episode too. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, it's a lot to Death you. Death Cab has been a very important piece of of uh, of me growing up. They've helped me cope with a lot of things um, in my life. And so I've, I've been really appreciative of them uh, being there for me, helping me to express myself in ways that I never could by myself. So that's great. Mm. Nice. Nice. Uh, well, thank you, Levi, for, uh, for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have our friend India Bowen from new york hello india hello how are you doing today pretty good how about you well quarantine stinks i'm not liking it anymore (laughs) but (laughs) a little bored out of our minds yeah but uh i have my mixed drink i have my right now i have a lemon drop lemonade and vodka yeah and what are you drinking india I'm drinking water. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> nice. You have meeting later, so I understand. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd probably have a beer or something. <laughs> nice. What uh? What drinks do you like? What's your mixed preferenced mixed drink? 
Um, mixed drink, probably gin and tonic. That's what I usually mm-hmm. have. Yeah. Solid. Simple. Well, that's what I'm drinking right now. Oh. So, good choice, India. Are you doing that, like, fancy gin and tonic you make, or are you just doing classic gin? Fancy. <laughs> but, really sad, I ran out of Rose's lime juice. Ooh. Which was my secret ingredient. But I still have the elderflower tonic, and I have, like, a gin. Nice. And I added nice. a little, I was telling India, I um, planted some herbs in my backyard. And so I threw in some mint, and I threw in some rosemary. And hey, and tonic, so it tastes let's, extra. Go. let's go. <laughs> yeah, extra good. <laughs> So fancy, so extra. Yeah. India, tell us a little bit about yourself because I don't know you at all. I think I I think I know that you're from Oregon. I am. I'm from Portland. Yeah. But you're in New York right now? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've lived in New York like a year and a half now. Oh wow. But originally from Portland. Just how I know Holland through my friends who live in Washington. (laughs) Yeah. Are you Um, in New York for good or? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, I don't have any date plan to move back, so I like it out here. So my wife, Allie, and I went to New York for our anniversary, like, two years ago to, like, for the first time together, and it was, like, one of the best trips I've ever had, and I, like, don't want to go anywhere else but there now. (laughs) (laughs) It's so much fun. I love New York City. Did you go and visit it before you moved out there? Yeah, my sister and her husband have been out here for like five years. Okay. Um, so I've come and visited them like, I don't know, a couple times. So. And then you have connections to, you know, people. That mm-hmm. live well. Yeah. Cool. That makes it easier to move. Yes, for sure. I would yeah. be really scared to move if I didn't know anyone. Uh, yeah. People who do that really impress me. I'm like, that's, that's so intimidating. That's bold. Yeah. It's like a quality, though, that I admire. They're just like willing to be like, yeah, I can, I'm independent. I can do my thing. I feel like that's you, though, Holland. I feel like you're kind of like that. I do feel like I'm independent, but I think I would need some connections. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. My social battery runs out pretty fast. And so to meet a whole bunch of new people all at the same time, that's pretty stressful for me. And like to establish a whole new group of friends and a new congregation and stuff, that would be the most taxing thing. But yeah. the other the other parts I feel like would be fun for me, but that's that's where my downfall would be. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. India, tell us a little bit about your background when it comes to music. Well, I'm from Portland, which a lot of, good music from Portland and also like my brother-in-law really got me into music when I was probably like 15 is when I was like really getting into music him and my sister would like take me to concerts I think I was 16 when I went to my first concert at the Crystal Ballroom there's like some like cool venues in Portland too and like super cheap and like small venues and stuff so once I started like getting into music I would like go to like every concert of anyone that I even knew because I loved concerts and like I would wait outside to meet the band members like I was I was really into it when I was younger um but I feel like Portland is a good place because it's like small I mean they even have like places that would have little free like acoustic shows and stuff that's awesome 
I feel like Seattle and Portland are similar with that. Like we have a lot of really good concerts, um, the quantity and yeah, and the quality too. I feel like we have a lot of good bands coming out of Seattle. Yeah. I envy the, the gumption of <laughs> trying to go say hi to the band after their show. <laughs> I get so nervous. Like I would, I wouldn't even know what to say. Like I, after Holland and I, a group of us went to see Dr. Dog. Holland <laughs> was like knocking on their, <laughs> knocking on their like bus. They had their bus parked outside. I'm like, that's got to be Dr. Dog. And they didn't play the song that I wanted them to play. So I need to talk to them about this. <laughs> yeah. I was, I There's was, like, a picture of me like standing outside like knocking oh true i have a picture of you standing actually outside the bus knocking just waiting and i was like i was standing at a distance because i was just like if they are in there and if they do answer i have no idea what i would say to them but holland was like talk to me you need to talk we need to talk there were for sure people inside and they did not come out and say hi to me so i was a little irritated (laughs) but yeah i actually don't know what i would have said either (laughs) Bold. That was that was bold. Uh, India, what do you talk to them about when you meet people after concerts? I mean, I was like 17 when I was like 17, 18 when I was really into that. So I actually made a few of them things. Oh. <laughs> no way. Uh, yeah. Cause I the bands that I was like most obsessed with was like Bastille, the 1975, 21 Pilots. And I was into making like little wooden pins. And so I would make them pins. And I also made one of them like a collage after they won some award. (laughs) That's so cool. (laughs) And so unique too. I feel like if I was in a band and (laughs) someone gave me something that was really thoughtful like that, it would stand out. Hopefully. Yeah. That's really cool. Did you ever get to meet uh, Death Cab for Cutie? No, I wish. Mm. Did you ever see them live? So I saw them once. It was like, I feel like by the time I would have gone to see them, they were playing like big, like at big places, Mm -hmm. which I typically, unless it's like a band I really love, like I don't like going to big venues. Well, in Portland, I didn't because it's like, there's so many small venues. Um, But they came, I don't even know how long ago it was. It was several years ago, but they were playing at like a big venue and, um, but they were the day before they did like a little acoustic show that was free at this like really small venue. And they would tell you like the day of, they'd like text you and be like, Oh, you know, if you want to come. And so me and my sister went and it was like probably the most crowded I've ever seen it there. So we were like standing pretty far in the back, but they played just a few songs acoustic and it was like so incredibly beautiful. (laughs) Really cool. That's awesome. What, uh, what year was that? Probably like four or five years ago. Oh, okay. Do you listen to their new music? I haven't as much. Um, I mean, I like it, but I ha- I like their older stuff. So I usually listen to that when I go to listen to them. Yeah, I'm the same exact way. I think the last album I've listened to, to in its entirety is Plans. But um, that's so funny, though, because I went to go see Not A Surf at uh, the Showbox in Seattle at the market. And... Death Cab came on and did like they opened for them like as a surprise like the, but they did an acoustic set so I also have seen them do an acoustic oh. set 
which is that, and that's the only time I've ever seen Death Cab because like you, I don't really like going to huge venues unless I love the band. So I'm like, it's mm-hmm. going to be expensive. I'm like, I'm not even going to like see them physically because I'm going to get like crappy seats probably. <laughs> it's just not worth it. So yeah. being able to like see them up front doing songs like they only did songs from before Translantis, Translantant. <laughs> Transatlanticism. Yeah, that one. Um, they only, <laughs> it was a lot of older songs, which is cool because that's the songs I, mm. I would listen to. So it was like super special for me personally. Yeah. That is really special that you guys both got to hear them acoustic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really cool. There was like three or four guitars. Like everyone was doing an acoustic guitar. <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> and the uh, drums too. But uh, what would you say is like a song for you that you love by Death Cab? I really love um, Summer Skin. What is it about that song? I feel like that whole album like has good memories for me. And that song in particular, like, I had it on like a summer playlist that I would listen to all the time. And like, it just kind of reminds me of like good times when I was younger. Mm. Do you remember the first time you listened to that album? Not specifically. I know that it was my brother-in-law who got me into them because he liked them. And so I was over at my sister in his place, like all the time. How much older are they? Uh, my sister is 16 years older than me. Oh, wow. Okay. So there's quite an age gap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I would listen to like Radiohead, The National, Death Cab for Cutie. Like those are a lot of the bands that I like still like from when I was like 16 that I was listening to. It was also Death Cab for Cutie is one of my close friends' favorite bands. And so I just remember they all lived in the same like apartment complex. Um, and so I would like go over there all the time. And I just remember like listening to the album. One of them had it on vinyl and we would just like hang out and listen to it. <laughs> How would you listen to the song? Would you kind of just like talk over it, play in the background or would you guys like actually like sit down and in silence? <laughs> <laughs> um. Sometimes, I mean, a lot of times we were just, I would go over there all the time. So like, we'd just be hanging out. So sometimes none of us would be talking. We'd be like reading or something or. Oh, nice. Doing whatever. So we'd just be playing. That sounds so peaceful. Some dedicated time. Like I had it spotlight.
that song is incredibly sad. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I feel like I didn't realize that when I was younger either. And like the older I get, the more I'm like, oh, this is has a different meaning than I even realized. <laughs> yeah. Like the it kind of starts out and it plays out as like a happy like, oh, yeah, this is summer. You know, we do these awesome summer things and then summer's over and then you left and uh yeah our love left because it was summer love and i'm like oh geez <laughs> what it's so sad yeah. i know <laughs> do you relate to that at all now um not really <laughs> but i mean i feel like when i was younger i probably didn't even really like listen to the lyrics that much <laughs> I've always, I know I've, I get flack for this all the time, but I feel, for me personally, I felt like Death Cab for Cutie was an emo band in the <laughs> sense of just like, their songs to me are really sad. And the bands that you mentioned, they're all kind of melancholy, like uh, Radiohead and The National, Death Cab, they all kind of have, to me personally, they're kind of just yeah. like really in a headspace of just mood. Emotional. <laughs> um, did you, were you like that when you were younger? I was not really. I mean, like a little bit because I was into like photography and like art and stuff. So I feel like that type of music kind of inspires me, but I wasn't actually really like that. <laughs> mm. Holland, what do you think? Is India a generally happy person? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. I would describe India as a happy person. Um, India, were there any specific lyrics that, like any specific words that stand out to you from that song? Not even relating to your life personally, but anything that you think is especially poetic or just stands out to you? Uh, I like the lyric when he says, we left our love in our summer skin. Mm. I think it is very poetic. I liked the part. I have never heard the song before. I just want to say that. So that was special. I liked that. When he said they're um, picking off their freckles or scratching off their freckles. What was the word? Peeled. Yep. He peeled, peeled off. off the freckles. Yeah. Peeled off the freckles. So to me, it's um, the connotation is that it was like a gradual thing that their summer skin was coming off. They started picking it, peeling it off and... Yeah, and eventually it was just gone. This is... I'm rereading the lyrics, and it's so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have another song from Death Cab that you like? Yeah, another one of my favorites um, is Your Tourist. I was trying to <clears throat> think of what my favorite song from that album would be. And it's hard, because I really love that whole album yeah i feel like it's a little bit more upbeat than some of their other stuff mm -hmm. i feel like that whole album like as a whole is just like such a good album that like i could listen to the whole thing like over and over and so choosing one song from it i was like i mean they're just all good <laughs> <laughs> i love all of their older, I mean, I love all their albums, but particularly their older ones, but I feel like this album is 
probably maybe my favorite. Mm. And it's for you said it was a little bit more up upbeat for you. Um, yeah. Is it the feeling that gets you about the album? Is that what draws you to it? Yeah, I think so. It reminds me somewhat, I mean, similar to, I feel like Death Cab in general reminds me of when I was younger. Um, but I was just thinking of like, there was a, um, a trail that we would take to go, we would ride it to some food carts, like a bike trail. And then we would come back and there was like a little fire pit that we would all sit around when I was like, I don't know, 16 at the apartment where my sister lived. And I feel like that's what it reminds me of. I don't know if there was like one summer that I particularly listened to this album, but I feel like there must have been because that's like what it reminds me of.
Yeah, this one this one was a lot more upbeat than the first one. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was trying to, I was like focusing on this one lyric that says, and if you feel like a tourist in the city you were born, then it's time to go. I was trying to figure that out. And I, my interpretation is like when your city grows and you're, it's like growing faster than you can handle or your like home essentially grows faster than you can handle, then it's time to leave and call somewhere else a home. And I agree yeah. with that like wholeheartedly actually. <laughs> Maybe not even faster, like growing faster than you, but maybe growing in a different direction than you. Yes. I go back to my hometown in Port Orchard, Washington, and I've, it's like completely changed, like the people and like the stores and just like the general vibe of everything. And it's not home anymore to me. It's just like, yeah, I grew up in that house over there, but everything else here is different. And even like the congregation is different. Like, there's so many new families in that in that hall that like it used to be I would go to a get together in my old hall in Port Orchard and everyone would know me and now it's I go to that old hall and like everyone's confused why I'm there like who is this guy <laughs> <laughs> because it's just like fifty percent new people and it's just like I don't know it's different I don't it it's kind of a bummer honestly to me I don't know mm-hmm. that, that's just what that lyric brought me to thinking about at least yeah india do you ever feel that way when you go home to portland that it's changing yeah, i was all- just thinking actually um because i think that's my favorite line from the song mm-hmm. and it is weird because it's like when i visit portland it it does feel like oh like this is home like i love portland but also it is just like like by the end of a trip i'll be like okay i'm ready to go back like <laughs> to home like where i live like mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't feel the same hmm. i just recently experienced that too um so i've been moved out for a year and a half but my comfort zone was back home with my parents and just the other day i was visiting them and i was like yeah no like i'm i'm ready to go back home <laughs> to my house and it was just weird because usually i just like it's easy for me to stick in my comfort zone. But I was like, no, actually, like, my house in Seattle is my comfort zone now. And, like, I'm ready to go back to my congregation. And, yeah. Yeah. I think so. Oh, now we're getting sad again. <laughs> let's, let's stay away from that. Let's keep it, keep it happy. As kind of sad as it, like, sounds, I feel like it's, like, healthy, though. Because I'm like, I don't want my old home that I don't live in anymore to feel like Mm. like I don't want to be like wishing that I was back there like it made me happy the first time that I was like oh I want to go back to New York I was like I don't want to feel like sad that I'm not living in Portland anymore yeah I think it actually shows contentment I think it means that you're adapting to your circumstances and you're like making your own home yeah yeah it's a positive thing because then i don't know are you guys the kind of people that would like things to stay the same or like i don't know that's the yeah question. well it's so much easier for things to stay the same change is hard that's why everyone's having the like a rough time right now is because we're in such a like ever-changing time period we're in limbo 
Yeah. yeah that's a good point we're in limbo and it's like we know it's going to change again soon like even just within the coronavirus pandemic it's going to be changing a lot but then we know it's also going to go back to normal eventually so it's like you can't really catch your footing yeah <sighs> I drank too much <laughs> you did <laughs> Neg. I'm a lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, India, for taking your time to talk with us about Death Cab. Thanks for letting me. I was, when Holland asked me, I was like, I'm not very interesting, but if you want. <laughs> no. You're interesting. <laughs> mm. Thank you. Uh... What, would you have any uh, closing thoughts about the band in general? When she was saying, like, that you guys were doing a podcast about Death Cab for Cutie, I was, like, thinking about them. And I feel like they're such a timeless band. Like, I feel like I go through phases. Like, sometimes I won't listen to them for, like, forever. But then I feel like I can just come back and listen to them anytime. And I'm like man they are really good because there's like some bands that I used to listen to but I'm like eh, don't really like them as much but I feel like they're one of those bands that like they're just always good mm-hmm. yeah I agree, agree. Right. well thank you India for coming on to the podcast thank you again thank you we appreciate you up next we have Kristen Hinch to talk about Death Cab as well hello Kristen hi what are you drinking right now, Kristen? I am drinking a gin and ginger. Ooh. Just fancy. simple. Yeah. Easy to whip up. Yeah, that's a really good. I've <laughs> never tried that combination before, but that sounds really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Does that drink have a name? I don't even know. I think it's just called a gin and ginger. Gin, I don't know. Gin and ginger. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Holland, what are you drinking right now? <laughs> I don't even know if it has an official name, but Jessica made me this really good drink. It's lavender simple syrup that she made with nice. the lavender from our garden. Hey. And Amazing. lemon juice and vodka. Delicious. That's like a so, fancy lemon drop, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm. I have a... Cranberry vodka. What are those mm. called? Vodka Korean. I, lo- I like cranberry and vodka. The classic 21-year-old girl drink. Yeah. It's so good, though. <laughs> yeah. Very good. I just recently, like, someone was saying something about girl drink or, like, do drinks have a gender or something like that? I was like, kind of. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think they're good they for, they're good for, I mean, anybody. I think some do seem more, like, I think sometimes, some drinks girls tend to drink more than others and guys tend to drink more than others, but I don't, like, I wouldn't be weirded out if somebody of the opposite sex ordered one of those drinks. No. I, but I did yeah. go to a whiskey bar, or maybe it was just a normal bar, and I had a friend who had never <laughs> tried scotch before. And uh, so we were like, we went there, and then he 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 told us that, and we're like, okay, let's get a scotch. So we ordered a scotch, brought it over. We're all kind of just like watching him. It was kind of a little bit of pressure, but he took a sip, <laughs> and he was like, mm, yeah, 
it's it's good it's good <laughs> and then like five minutes later we're like are you gonna drink that because he wasn't drinking it he's like uh no i i hate this <laughs> <laughs> and then at least then he, he tried it <laughs> Yeah, that is yeah. good. But then, but then he proceeded as like to uh, order a lemon drop, which was like <laughs> complete opposite. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it I went good. out. I went out with some friends one time, and it was like it was like a mixed crowd, and I ordered an old fashioned, and then my guy friend ordered like a. It was like a. I don't even remember what it was, but it, it's like blue and it tasted like a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, like the waitress came out and she gave me the blue drink and she gave him the old fashioned. And we're like, thank you. And then when she left, we had to like switch drinks, and start drinking what we had ordered. That's funny. Uh, so yeah, I guess they do have a gender attached to them. Yeah, but I'm sure someone has a very strong opinion about why they don't have a gender. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> but whoever you are, save save it for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Kristen, when we originally asked you to do this podcast, you said, mm, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. And I'm like, dang it. I can't get this girl on a podcast. Oh, I guess I got you on my other one, but I was like, I want to get this girl on a podcast. But then you came to us, I think. And then you said that you would talk about Death Cab for Cutie though. Well, so <laughs> I, I didn't want to talk about like my th- like top three personal favorite songs ever. It just felt too personal. But I think it was because I was listening to you talk about Death Cab in one of your episodes and you ha- asked a question about him. And so then I texted you guys and I was like, oh, here's what it is. I love Death Cab. I <laughs> know so many r- like random facts. Um, and I definitely can never run out of things to talk about with Death Cab. So I am super happy to be on a Death Cab episode that's a good skill to have (laughs) yeah and and you're kind of the origin of this episode so who introduced you to death cab how did you find them okay so when i was 15 um so my two like childhood best friends um one of them hannah is like the original hipster um she (laughs) introduced me to indie music like i i had only really like i i listened to a lot of like you know, like punk rock, like I, I listened to a lot of uh, like brand new Taking Back Sunday, that kind of thing. But I had never heard any indie rock at all. Um, and so she introduced me to it. And um, so when she was like 14 and me and Audra were 15, she was like, there's this music festival in at the Gorge and it's all these like amazing musicians I'm super into and um, we should see if we can get our parents to let us go. And it was Sasquatch Music Festival, which is not running anymore, but it was amazing. I went a couple times and it was actually my first concert ever. And we just, (laughs) I can't, still looking back on it, my friends and I were just talking today. We were like, I can't believe we managed to like talk our parents into letting us go to Sasquatch as our first concert when we were like 14 and 15 years old. Yeah, that's insane. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my dad's work, he worked for like a big corporation and they just happened to have like weekend passes for free that they were doing as a giveaway but because it was like all these like you know middle-aged like tech people no one cared at all and like they didn't and they didn't want to drive all the way to eastern washington so we all got free passes 
And we, uh, Han- <laughs> Hannah's cousin took us, she was eight, Han- Hannah's cousin Lily was like 18 and she was our chaperone. And so, um, she took us, the three of us to the concert and I didn't know anybody. Like Hannah had played me a couple Death Cab songs, a couple Decemberist songs, a couple like Arctic Monkeys songs. Cause they were all playing and it was, I didn't know any of their music. It was the first time I'd heard any of it, but I liked all of it. And so, yeah, and so it was 2006, and Death Cab was the headliner, and that was my introduction to Death Cab. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's epic. That's so awesome. Do, uh, yeah. What other bands did it played that you remember from then? Um, so it was, uh, I think the bands that we saw that day were uh, Blue Scholars, Arctic Monkeys, We Are Scientists, The Decemberists. Um, there was probably another couple that we saw that day. And then death cab was the headliner that we saw last. Wow. What a lineup. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. (laughs) (laughs) So, so that was 2006. What album would Mm -hmm. they have been playing? So they were, they had just released plans the preceding August. And so they were touring for plans. Wow. What a pinnacle album. (laughs) It was amazing. And it was like, to hear me talk about it afterwards, everyone was like, maybe you've got some secondhand something. Because anytime I would like try and describe the experience, I was like, it was the most magical thing that I've ever, you know, like, I'm just completely like without words, completely in awe of like Death Cab. But I was just like, I had never experienced anything like it musically. That's awesome. That's so rad. It was really good. Is Hannah still your music like your go-to music person does she still share new things with you she doesn't share new things with me anymore but like man as as teenagers like all my faves came from her (laughs) that's so cool yeah but yeah so my first song uh that i picked is the song that i made me completely fall in love with them did you listen to it live was it a part of the plans album yes yeah so they played it live and it was like Okay, so when you play the song, I want you to envision what little 15-year-old Kristen at her first concert is experiencing as the song is playing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and what is that? It's, it's like, a, it's soul meets body. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like a sea of people at dusk and like the sun is just disappearing behind like the gorge and it's just big sky and they play this song and it was just like
Yeah, that bring that song brings back like floods back a lot of memories yeah. and just like emotions. Oh, what does it bring back for you? Uh, so yeah, that was summer of two thousand five, back when my friend Levi, who was actually who we talked to first on this podcast, him and I were like best friends that year specifically. And Plans was a huge album for us. Like, we listened to it all the time. That and Tegan and Sarah. But... uh, Oh, so good. Yeah. Mm, That's a good one. So So jealous. Between the... Oh, oh, sorry. There's three specific albums. It's this one, Tegan and Sarah, (laughs) and um, The Killers. Oh, oh my gosh. Great albums. Fantastic (laughs) albums. (laughs) So between those three albums, and I guess you could throw in Arcade Fire, um, they were like... That was our summer. That was our 2005 summer. So anytime I listen to this album, it's like I'm thinking of either being sad or being happy with my friend Levi. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like you're transported back to the gorge every time you hear the song? Or have you made some new memories with the song that you associate when you hear it now? I do. I do. Actually, I think the ones that... stick out the most from that like my first I mean like they Hannah had played me this song and a couple of others before and I had really liked them but they stuck in my mind from that night so it was this song transatlanticism I will follow you into the dark and the new year were Mm. the highlights of that set those were the highlights of that set um transatlanticism was their encore And it was like, Ooh. I, I mean, it was, so whenever I hear those four songs specifically from Transatlanticism, the album and plans, um, I am just like transported back to that moment. Mm. And I think a lot of music, they transport you back to a feeling and a time period in your life. But maybe for me anyway, not a lot of them transport me back to an exact moment. Mm-hmm. And those ones do, and it was just, it's just so, so good. So but even special. aside from that, I mean, the songs are, yeah, even aside from that, though, like, the songs are just so fantastic on their own that even if there wasn't a nostalgia value, I mean, they're still just incredible. Yeah. yeah. But I did, I, I was trying to think of it in your, like, in your mindset of little Kristen looking at the gorge and l- watching the sunset. I've never been to the gorge, but I've seen <laughs> pictures, and they look insane, like, how can a place be so pretty and be a venue at the same time? Um, yeah. But yeah. I, it's so grand. Yes. It's like, it's honestly breathtaking just from the pictures. I'm like, it just doesn't seem real. There's a canyon. Yeah. Right? There's a canyon in the back. Yeah. There's a canyon behind, literally behind the stage. That's so crazy. It's it's incredible. And so it was like to try and put to words all the sensory experience that it was like I think my my I think my brain just like short circuited and it, I just was like it was just pure like euphoria. <laughs> yeah, you peaked right there. Yeah, that was the best moment. Like your of my life, life only goes downhill from one hundred percent seeing them at the gorge. One hundred percent, and I remember especially too, because um, like my. I'm a very, like, lyrical person when it comes to why I pick, like, what music I'm drawn to. 
And um, I, in my opinion, Ben Gibbard is like one of the best, if not the best lyricist of our generation. I just, I absolutely think he's incredible. And I remember, so in Soul Meets Body, there's this lyric where he says, because in my head, there's a Greyhound station where I send my thoughts to far off destinations so they may have a chance of finding a place where they're far more suited than here. And I just remember, because like I've always, I always wanted to travel. I always wanted to have an adventure and go and do things in my life. And at that stage in your life, like you can't do, you can't do all the things that you're like, that are your dreams that you're like ready in spirit yep. to do, you know? And so if that's how I felt in that <laughs> moment. Like that's how I felt in that period in my life was just like, I have all of these thoughts. I have all of these dreams and they're, they're on the Greyhound station ready to go. And I can't get there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's, that's powerful. I never, I guess I, I, I have like paid attention to their lyrics, but I just never applied them to myself, I guess. It was more so like the feeling from their songs that I got. Uh, but they do paint I think, really... I yeah, it's like a very poetic... Yeah. Yeah. They do paint really good word pictures, for sure. Like if anything, I'm not playing it to myself, but I'm looking at what he's describing while he's singing. I'm just curious how you get into bands when it comes to like the actual person in the band that whole process oh got it okay like him as a writer yeah just in general yeah i think yeah because i guess generally you do kind of just think of a band as a unit possibly um but he Mm -hmm. uh so chris walla who was in the band for most of their duration he left the band during the recording of kintsugi but um he would write some of their lyrics, but for the most part, every song is written by Ben Gibbard. Mm. So okay. I think that's why, like, I don't, I think that's why I specifically think of him as, like, as the lyricist, because he is. Like, he writes all of the songs. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about them, because I don't know, really, any, <laughs> any interesting stories. I know one, I know he was on a, a podcast with, uh, I listened to him on a podcast and he was talking about his relationship with Zoe Deschanel and that was really interesting because I've always been interested in their relationship but I never really looked into it and then he finally just like kind of talked about it and I was like what what he's actually talking about this so cool <laughs> yeah well I mean they are a Seattle band they formed in uh in Bellingham so um so that's pretty cool. And I love that because a lot of that is reflected in their, in a lot of their lyrics. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as about them, they were like a pretty successful indie band for um, like their first, well, their first couple of records obviously were just like kind of average as far as like sales and whatever I think. But, um, yeah. but then they were really taking off with like photo album and transatlanticism and everything were doing really, really well success, like really successful. And then one of their songs played on the OC and they, it just took them to like <laughs> another level of famous I that like that. previously, like, yeah. So like indie rock bands generally like had like pretty modest kind of like followings and sales. Right. But I think that was like the shift in time culturally when indie rock became a thing as far as like the like in pop culture in like general society and not just like a niche following. Who who was uh, in that time? What song was it? Do you know? Oh, they made a you know what it was? They made a reference to like the OC offhand and stuff. And then they played 
was it a lack of color? Yeah, that's the last song Ooh. on the album. Okay, okay. Um, I don't. Well, I didn't watch the OC, so that's not how I discovered them. But that's when they became like really kind of part of the zeitgeist, I guess. Yeah. Okay. But what uh, what would you say is your favorite album by these guys? So, plans because it's just so special to me. Um, and then I would think, I think followed by plans, it probably goes plans, transatlanticism, Kintsugi, and then the narrow stairs. Okay. And Kintsugi has, oh, Black Sun. Yeah. I really yes. liked Black so Sun. Actually, you did? Yeah. Cool. Um, that is, so the next song choice that I have is from Kintsugi. Oh, okay. No Room in Frame is my next song choice from Kintsugi because, um, so they, I, I just loved Death Cab. They're my absolute favorite band. And then, um, Codes and Keys came out and I just, it, I, it didn't resonate with me at all. <laughs> I just really didn't like the album. Um, yeah. it's not a bad album, but what was going on in, Ben Gibbard's life at the time is he um, had married Zoe Deschanel and moved to LA, which if you've heard the song, why would anyone want to live here? You know, he hates LA. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, so he was just kind of ripped away from like his whole support system and like friends and family in the band. They were all in the Northwest. And, um, and so he's like kind of thrown into like sort of that Hollywood scene. Um, and so, he has said in an interview that it's also his favorite, his least favorite album that they've done. Mm. Um, and part of it, he said is because he changed the kind of guitar he was using and he didn't realize that it affected the way he played. And he just really found that he didn't enjoy playing guitar at the time. And then he switched back to his old style of guitar on Kintsugi. Um, and so, uh, but he also mentioned how like, being married and like being in the spotlight and being surrounded by all these like famous people, how it made him feel like he couldn't share as much. Hmm. Um, and so the lyrics in codes and keys are much less personal, like much more abstract. And so I just didn't identify with the album at all. Mm. I didn't really feel like I could feel him in it. And there wasn't anything that I could like personalize in the album. And so then when it was coming to Kintsugi, like I'd waited several years and, um, you know, I like their previous albums I had loved so, so much. And I was just like really scared <laughs> when Kintsugi was coming out. And um, like generally the the first like opener track on each album, they I feel like they do a really fantastic job of setting up what the rest <laughs> of the album is going to be like and kind of setting the tone for the album. And um like hearing no room in frame as the as the album starts <laughs> i was like oh my gosh i can breathe like i'm gonna love this album Aww. i can tell like i can tell i'm gonna love this album <laughs> and it was just the best feeling um, <laughs> and it just kind of felt like my death cab was back again right like not that like codes and keys is not a bad album i don't feel like they've ever put out a bad album but it wasn't an album for me and so to go back to kind of like the lyricism and like the personalness of uh his writing style like makes a massive difference for me as far as like it's changes the whole tone of his music so yeah 
So that's New Roman Frame. What does this uh, song make you think of when you listen to it? So, um, okay, so the, the, well, maybe we should play the song first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs> I don't know where to begin. There's too many things that I can't remember. I disappeared like a trend. And the hum of the five in the early morning And now I'm taking my time Up through Koalinga, through the valley This highway lived in my mind And it takes me back to the place that made me Zion, your way When the cameras turn to face you good 
That was really good. That was the first time I ever heard that song. I liked it. Oh, um, I'm glad. So, do you see why I was like, we should listen to it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love to, I think one of the things I love about his lyrics is even though you can tell they are so from his personal experience, I love that they're not overly specific. Um, I hate when in in songs an artist puts such explicit details that are kind of tailored from their own life that mm. you can't attach it to yourself. Yeah, because you're um, just thinking about and their f- experience. Exactly, yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel like he has such a good way of, even though like clearly this song is about you know, his wife is this famous actress and he feels like he's pushed to the side, like he's not good enough to be photographed by her side. Like he's just kind of being pushed to the side and overshadowed by her, right? But like, I feel like the lyrics are vague enough that you can apply the lyrics to any relationship in your own life and it and it doesn't feel like, oh, it's so specific to like a Hollywood experience. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that that's what the song was about. But even looking at the title, it's pretty clear after you explain it. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> it also has like the most Seattle lyric ever that just hits me right in the heart. Um, where he says, how can I stay in the sun when the rain flows all through my veins? (laughs) Ooh. It's just the best. (laughs) I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, it's my favorite lyric from the song. Um, And it's, I I just love it. I'm trying to pick up on other ones. Yeah, it's just like, so I think, I don't know, do you guys relate to that? Because I feel like for the most part, we've all been like raised in the Pacific Northwest, like generally. I know, Nick, you lived in like Hawaii and other places, but I don't know. I feel like, I know how that's how I feel. Like, I know some people are so drawn to like the sun and and that kind of thing, but I just feel like there's like a certain kind of like person where it's like the rain is in your veins and that's just how it is. I feel that way. Instead of picking a third song, I have some lyrics from their whole catalog. Like I picked my favorite lyrics throughout their history. And I thought I could, because you had said that you hadn't really thought about their lyrics before. And since that is what in particular makes them my favorite band, I thought maybe I would just share some of my favorite lyrics from a bunch of their different songs um, instead of sharing like one particular final song. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. The first one is from The Ghosts of Beverly Drive, which is also on Kintsugi. Um, And he says, But if you let me be your skyline, I'll let you be the wave that reduces me to rubble that looked safe from far away. The problem with lyrics is, like, I really need to think about them. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. It's it's poetry, so I need to hear it it one more time. Okay, it says... But if you let me be your skyline, I'll let you be the wave that reduces me to rubble, but looked safe from far away. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Wow. (laughs) I think that's what's so great about Death Cab is like you can you can listen to any of their songs and just appreciate the beauty and like. The, just the arrangement of it and his vocals and the ambiance of everything. 
and like still be astounded by their talent but then if you read the lyrics or like really listen closely it's just it's poetry like it's literal poetry (laughs) yeah yeah he's he's got away with words he's a genuine sad boy but (laughs) that is that is so i i like i've never really i'm having a newfound appreciation for his talent like i kind of want to go back to the songs that i love of theirs and read yeah. actually read what they're about because i'm not sure What's, I know. what are some of your favorites i mean the ones that i do love are pretty straightforward like you said new year and oh, i mean so good you know that one's pretty like a like word pictures in that song and but um yeah tran uh atlanticism is yeah, so a big good. one passenger seat a lot of the songs <gasps> i love is from transatlanticism like that album well, is so fantastic. Yeah. I love the entire album. We Look Like Giants is probably my favorite Death Cab song, actually. Mm. At least back that in the day. Cool. I don't I don't know about now, but but what's another lyric that you have? What's another lyric that you have? Okay, another lyric that I have um is da, da, da. I mean, obviously what Sarah said is like one of the most beautifully mm. sad songs ever. Um yes but i'm thinking of what sarah said that love is watching someone die so who's gonna watch you die the song that caused every 16 year old to rethink their life choices (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's see and then wait can you say the lyric again love is watching someone die so who's gonna watch you die that one's pretty straightforward it is it's much more straightforward um like so impactful yeah mm-hmm. um does not it like holds a lot of weight it does but you're right though that kind of like uh evokes a feeling that you probably shouldn't worry about like you have anxiety of like i need to fall in love <laughs> I, I, I didn't even love. think i mean yeah like romance too but then i guess you also just think about like the people that you surround yourself in your life like who would be there for you no matter what right Mm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's good i um, just felt like um it had that lyric has like a twilight syndrome where <laughs> i f- i feel like twilight that uh, puts into people's minds like that is a true romance if i don't have a yeah. romance like bella and edward then what then i don't then it's not real no one loves me i'm gonna yeah, die exactly. alone <laughs> yes exactly i felt like that was a huge thing in junior high for sure (laughs) but anyway um i like the lyrics from the sound of settling where he says and i'll sit in wonder of every love that could have been if i'd only thought of something charming to say Hmm. that's another song i sung along to all the time like literally in the shower like a week ago and i never really thought about it so good. I love how you've combed through all of these because a lot of times I I go by um, the sound of a song to determine yeah. whether I like it or not. And if I really like the song, then I'll look through the lyrics. But it, in general, I'm just like, yeah, I just like the feel of it. Yeah. Well, Kristen, uh, I'm going to force you to pick another one last song. <gasps> oh, my God. Okay, um, a song to play us out. Um, yeah. Okay, here, help me narrow it down. Something older or something newer? <laughs> no, I'm going to say older. 
Like, I know this podcast is about trying to find new music, but like, I'm like, maybe an older song is newer to someone else. So let's go with older. <laughs> okay. And okay. Also, there's so much uncertainty going on in our lives right now that I feel yeah. like we need some like reliable old music. Yeah. Okay. Um, then I say, let's go with, oh, I don't want to pick one that's too heavy. I want to play us off on one that is a little bit more of a bop. So let's go okay. with Expo 86. Okay. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what about this song specifically? Um, I love that it starts off kind of slower, kind of more traditional. And then he really like picks up speed um and i feel like the like the the bridge is really like i don't know he starts he gets kind of fired up with it which i really like and i always loved oh oh you sorry you started screen sharing i thought i got kicked out again um <laughs> i always love the lyric that he says um and it's strange well you'll hear he says it so much better than when i say <laughs> it he says and it's strange that they're all—they're all basically the same. So I don't ask names anymore. Hmm. Interesting. Um. And it's at the end of this kind of like a rapid fire progression, and then he culminates in like kind of belting that out of just the repetition of kind of meeting everyone and it feeling the same. Um, yeah, I love it. It's a good song. What is the What does the song this song make you feel? How do you feel when you listen to it? Um, I actually feel like it's one of their more upbeat ones to me. Um, I don't know. It's just a classic. Like, it's just like a really, like, like a lot of their music kind of feels like coming home, like kind of like a, mm, Mm, yeah, just like not even quite nostalgia. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a goodie. It's a goodie. Yes. Yeah. 
so good. What a great, so good. Such a feel good song. Thank you, Kristen, for coming on and talking about all of your death cap knowledge and feelings. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Thank you for yes. having me. Of course. <laughs> Thank you for letting me rant about one of my favorite topics. <laughs> yeah, anytime. Let's do it again sometime. <laughs> Kristen's like, <laughs> no. One and done. All right. I'll see you guys. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.